Welcome to Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40, a podcast where we discuss and interview guests about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Learn what it means to keep growing personally with a God-centered outlook on life's opportunities and challenges after 40. Now, here are your hosts, Life Coach Norma Simons and Carrie Alamirsch. So when we are experiencing difficulties or challenges, it's not always that easy to identify those phrases or sentences that we keep repeating that perpetuates the cycle. We ask ourselves low quality questions like, why do I keep messing up or why can't I ever get this right? And we keep the cycle going. We ask a question that will almost always give us a negative answer. So we answer it and we find evidence to support it. And then we just keep going. So when we ask ourselves a question, our brain always wants to answer it for us. So be careful what you ask for. So I have an interesting topic for you today. Why do I keep messing up? And I'm happy to welcome my co-host Kerry today and welcome to everyone listening. Hi. Hi, everyone. So Kerry, let's start by maybe you can start the conversation and tell us what's your opinion on what is messing up, if we can define it so everyone knows what it means and then we can take the discussion further. Yeah, I liked what you said in the introduction just about this idea of, of asking ourselves, you know, we talk about asking ourselves questions, but the idea that this is kind of a low quality question. And I, I was thinking about, as I was imagining how we would approach the subject today, I was thinking about the idea probably in a in a coaching session, I would actually have the client actually even answer that question. And and while you say it is a it is a low quality question, often won't get us anywhere, especially if we just ask the question. I don't know about you, but like often if I I I ask myself that question, I don't really stop and think, okay, what why is it, what is it that I do think I'm messing up and am I really messing it up like I don't really go into it at all I just we just kind of ask that question and it's more of it's more like we're accusing ourselves of we're really saying I keep screwing up right we're not actually looking into and trying to determine what is it that we think is actually going wrong here is there anything wrong and even the the idea of that we say we keep doing it is suggesting to ourselves that we're stuck in a loop. And so we really do have to watch, like you said, right at the very beginning, what kind of questions we're asking ourselves, how we're asking the, ourselves these questions. And if we are going to go down that road, then let's really break it down and see, is this really something that's messing up? Or is is it maybe just, maybe we're repeating a habit that we don't want to keep repeating. And uh, so in that way, reframing it, and then looking at it in a way that we can start making a plan for how we're going to move on from here and yeah. maybe not repeat <laughs> the cycle. What, what are yeah, you? It's very subjective, I think. And because it's always just our brain offering us these sentences. So if we say these things to ourselves, it is really just us. We think that we're observing our world, but we don't take into account that it's really just my opinion right now or how I feel right now. And I think also something to take note of is anything that we keep repeating to ourselves, it's always helpful to ask if, is this 
sentence I'm repeating, is it in any way helpful? And if it's not, then just question why we are using it and why this is becoming our default and, and do we want to keep doing this moving forward? Yeah. And what about that idea too, sometimes it's like what, what we think is a mess up <laughs> actually ends up working out in a really good way for somebody else. Or I've, I've, I've been, been working on our podcast together for a while. And, you know, sometimes I'll think, oh, I kind of messed up how I wanted to do this or say that or what have you. Or when I used to teach, I used to teach a Bible study and I would just really tell myself that kind of message on my way home from, from my class. And then somebody the next week would say, wow, it's just so powerful the way you said that. <laughs> you just think, huh, it's like, hmm. because the other side of that is, of course, the other person, however they're receiving whatever it is you think you messed up, it's having an effect in their lives that we can't judge. We don't know. Mm. Only only they can really tell us what their experience is. And so, yeah, I think having some grace for ourselves as well and realize that probably we've done you know what we could and done the best that we could. And so in in the case of repeated actions, though, because I think in this topic, we sort of talk about keep doing it. What do you think are some practices or some methods that a person could use or maybe that you use yourself personally that will help you to stop a repeated action that maybe you wish you weren't partaking in? Well, if I, yes, I want to say that I keep, I keep messing up. Sort of the advice that I would give that person is to like get a little bit more specific when you talk about that. So get clear on specifically what it is that you keep referring to as messing up. So get very specific and then also just like watch the language that you're using. Because if we use language like I always do this or I never do this or I won't ever be able to or all these shoulds and students, um, I think that also always gets us into trouble because we generalize and we make things sound so permanent as if there's no other alternative or if we don't ever do the opposite of those things. So I think firstly, getting very specific and really get like very granular with, with the examples so that we can stop generalizing and, and really see it as this big, huge problem, but then just dialing it down to actually one specific situation or event that I can then, if I want to, then dissect that further. Right. Yeah. What do you think? I'm just thinking about somebody who was who was struggling with. I think some people look at their whole lives that way, or that they're they're just kind of a screw up in general. Some people have that that perspective that nothing that they do is right. Like you said, these all these words that we that we use. So when we tend to exaggerate or you know over dramatize the situation, I wonder like what is is it that my brain is. Why, why am I choosing to go that route rather than to think, oh, I've done this twice now? You know, like, why do we, I wonder, the brain wants to give us this idea, this message. I, I, I Maybe I'll answer my own question. <laughs> I, I think sometimes when we make it sound like it's a lost cause or that it, that I always do this, that there's kind of this part of us that wants to believe that we can't do it or that we won't ever be able to get it right or 
like that sort of just just to kind of just to kind of make it like a like it's a write off in our lives and that it's not really something that we can overcome or maybe we don't know how to and so we just want to kind of create this it's kind of like a stay away from this this is my problem and I can't be changed what I mean like I don't even want to get into it with myself (laughs) yeah I think we sometimes make it a problem. We we were looking for problems where there is maybe solutions to it, and then we oh, yeah we over dramatize and we I think that's just our nature. We over dramatize and exaggerate things, and I think instead of thinking to ourselves that I'm human, I make mistakes, and I don't always do it perfectly. I think obviously at the end of the day, we are all just fig- wanting to figure life out. Instead of of making it a problem, I think we should. And again, I think it's it's because we're generalizing. We're not dialing it down to a specific event or situation. And then we can actually be a bit more objective because we we are subjective when we maybe look at our own stuff. And if we look at it more objectively, we can really start, you know, extracting the facts from from that. And and once we start getting specific and, and extracting all the facts, then we sort of can take a step back and we can really observe what's going on and I think we once we're in that place also we like open to ideas and to maybe new perspectives whereas if we are in the space where we think it is a problem then we're asking ourselves those low quality questions that's not going to give us the opportunity to actually see the the solutions and opportunities for growth and what we can learn and and the lessons we can take away mm-hmm I'm always fascinated too, along with what you're saying here, I'm always fascinated by the idea and really by the, I'm going to say by the fact that when we do make a statement, our, our brain believes what it hears our voice say, like, especially when we say things out loud, apparently we are more likely to believe things we actually hear in our own voice than if somebody else says those things to us. So what do you think we can do that can move us forward from when we repeat these things like, why do I keep messing up? Why can I ever get it right? What, what can we do to uh, sort of empower ourselves to get into that space where we are open to think differently or to do differently? I think a really interesting part about being being with us all that being ourselves is that when we just think things and say things very often, we don't notice that we're repeating words or saying the same thing over and over again. So I think the idea of really sitting down and maybe writing down a few things, journaling or looking at what are my thoughts right now, and just kind of doing a bit of a a download onto a piece of paper about all the thoughts that we're thinking Or of course, in the case of having, you know, when you have a life coach and you're meeting with somebody regularly, or maybe even your spouse or your, one of your kids or somebody, another friend will notice that you keep saying these things to yourself and they hear you repeat these things to yourself over and over. For us, we don't hear them and we don't understand that they're just thoughts that we're having. We think we're saying something that's true right? Because we've thought it and said it so often, we don't actually notice what we're saying. So I think one of the very first things, and it always probably comes back to this, right? It's always about our thoughts. What are we thinking? And um, what we're thinking 
comes out of our mouth eventually. Whatever's in our heart eventually comes out of our mouth, right? And so really noticing that and being able to see what are those words and then understand how to um, really look at at what we're saying and how that's affecting our lives. And is it something that we want to keep as a part of our identity or is it something that we want to use and change? And I, I think that's one of the biggest things that happen with this is that if we say I'm always doing this or I that's just what I'm like, I'm just this, it really is a resistance to becoming any different than how we currently are. And that's another one of the beautiful things about our brain. And it's something very valuable to recognize is we don't, our brain doesn't want to change. It, it likes the patterns that it has. It's easy. It's proficient in these pathways. And so when we notice these sentences really challenging ourselves with, am I, am I willing to change what I'm thinking? Do I want to do the work for that? Or am I just kind of complaining about the way I am and just pretending like it's, it's just something I have to accept and not we, then we don't make the effort right to change that thought pattern. I think a lot of people say it as if it's a fact and Maybe they think it's it's very unintentional, but I, I I think it's something that we repeat so many times to ourselves that it really becomes our default. And as you said, that we can't really see any any way for us to be any different. And I think if we just like can accept that we're all human and we all make mistakes, and that we're all here to grow and to learn and take experiences from things that we go through, we would would. Stop seeing it as as messing up, but just seeing that this is part of life. This is part of our progress moving forward. And we always have the choice about what we think about anything. And we can always say to ourselves in any situation is like, who do I want to be right now? And am I showing up in my life the way that I really want to? And if I look at my my the reason I'm here, why my purpose or my mission is is like, is this way of thinking serving me to fulfill this assignment that I was put on this earth for and then what does it take from me to to see a situation maybe in a more helpful way because what I think to myself is eventually becoming my reality so if I notice that I keep thinking things that makes me feel in a way that maybe makes me feel discouraged or or maybe not want to move forward, then I can always pause and take a breather and maybe just think about it. But if, if that thing that you keep repeating is not helpful, then I want to like replace it with something that is helpful. I think there's this other, this other aspect maybe that we haven't really touched on yet, I don't think. And that is the idea that in a lot of cases, we believe that there really is only one way to do something there's only one right thing to do. And so when we end up doing something that's maybe different or that that is just something that flows out of us naturally, and then later on we think back and we think, oh, I should have done it this way or I should have done it a different way. A lot of times we've we've really been taught, and I really think this this is, was my mindset at least before I learned anything about coaching specifically was that there was a right way to do things. And then there was all the ways I did things, <laughs> right? And so really just realizing that there are many ways to do a lot of things. 
And so not to just get all, all stuck, we, we can get very narrow that way and really trap ourselves into, unless I did it exactly the way somebody else did it, or I know often families will have a way that they do things. And then if they go, if I don't know if you remember this as a little kid, then you'd go to somebody else's house or you'd go to your friend's house and they did it different. It was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think that's the right way to do that. We kind of have judgments and, or it opens our mind and, and makes us think, oh, we could try something new or different. But when we really are raised in a culture of the right way to think, especially right now with social media, I think there's a strong push that we all think a certain way. It's like this big group think. And, and so we don't really welcome it and enjoy other thoughts and perspectives. We just want this movement, whatever it is, to be the way that everybody thinks. And so then if we step outside of that, we start to feel like maybe we're doing it wrong or that we're messing up. I think one of the most important things that, that I could probably say as we close out this episode is that messing up is always really just a point of view. And um, we always have the opportunity to eh, reframe it and and look at it from a different perspective and, and maybe look and to see why was it good the way that I tried this or did this um, thing and how could it maybe be beneficial in my life rather than always finding the reason why it was bad or wrong or some kind of problem. We always have that option. And if while we are um, willing to assess and maybe evaluate any mistakes that we might have made or things that we wish we would have done different, instead of creating all this drama around it by making out like that's just been the whole story of our lives, we could just look at the one incident and just really decide how we'd like to do it different next time. And when we keep our focus on where we're going rather than on the things from our past or the things that we think maybe didn't go well, we have an opportunity to sort of create a new trajectory for ourselves. We can make a plan, we can move forward, and we can create new patterns. And so with that, we want to say thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. And that's a wrap for another empowering episode of Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40. We hope you've enjoyed our candid conversations about navigating life over 40 and discovering what's next. It's never too late to chase your dreams and create the life you love. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with other ladies who are on this incredible journey with you. So until next time, keep asking what's next and let's continue to thrive